At the Canaan Church, our mission is bringing people to Christ and helping every person to become a mature disciple in Christ. Canaan Christian Church, where people dare to dream. want to, with the moments that are mine, we only have a few moments to do this, but I want to invite you to Acts the 28th chapter. The book of Acts, the 28th chapter, and I just want to read three verses. I want to start at Acts 28, verse 3. And I want to finish at verse 6. But I want to declare this word in your hearing today because I believe that it will fit right in the scope of what God is doing in this house what pastor has been preaching to us and the assignment that you are called to carry out as a result of what God has given our pastor Acts 28 are you there verse 3 I'm reading out of the New King James translation of the Bible and says but when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. But... But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds <laughs> and said he was a God. That's, that's, that's good. I, I want to use for a simple subject, you're going to live to see it happen. Can you tell somebody that real quick? You are going to live to see it happen. I only got a few minutes. But... I realize that the book of Acts is the second half of the Gospel of St. Luke. Luke wrote the book of Acts. The book of Acts is actually the acts or actions of the apostles. It is the progressive movement, the forward movement of the gospel spreading throughout uh, Europe and Asia Minor and to the uttermost parts of the earth. You remember that scene in chapter one where Jesus is about to ascend 
to heaven after being with, uh, uh, walking amongst uh, those who had seen him for uh, a number of days. He walks around them and among them and those who had not seen him had now seen a picture of the resurrected Lord and now he is uh, going back to the Father and he says to them, he says, I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to wait until you be endued with power. He says to them then, he said, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And, everybody say and. And you shall be my witnesses. Somebody say witnesses. And so the assignment of those who were in the midst heard that their uh, job was not simply uh, to hear what God said and to simply watch Jesus ascend back into the sky but they now are leaving with further instructions they left with instructions in Matthew go ye into all the world teaching them whatsoever things I commanded you baptizing them in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Ghost but then in Acts they get further instructions and he says I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to tarry I want you to wait until you be endued with power and he said the reason why I want you to wait until you be endued with power is because something's going to happen after you get the power after you receive the power you will become empowered empowered for service you will uh, you will become you will house now not just uh, what you saw but you will house the ability to do somebody say to do and you will be able to do something you will be bold witnesses for my name and for my message it was the spreading of the gospel that was at the uh, hinge of what God had called his disciples to do they were the, propri the proprietors of this new move this new wave of what God wanted to do much like you and I today are called to witness to a waiting world so he tells them in Acts he says I want you to he says I want you to go to Jerusalem and wait <clears throat> You know pastors coveted in Acts chapter 2 what happened there as Peter preached to those from many nations and the Bible says that they were in the upper room and what was in the upper room spilled out into the community and uh, what began to happen in the community the people began to hear the word of God preached in their language and now people who had never heard the word of God heard it now in their language and thus begins the new move of what we call the New Testament church in that fast forward a few chapters later there's a man named Saul that is persecuting the church he was no respecter of person he would later tell us in scripture that he persecuted men he persecuted women he watched them he held the coats of those that stoned Stephen as they as he watched them die he was a gross persecutor of the way 
and he is on this road to Damascus to do what he had been doing that is to persecute more Christians and a light shines from heaven knocks him off of his beast and now uh, speaks to him in an audible voice and asks him why is he persecuting him can I tell the story just for a little bit watch this he, he, he saves Paul he, he, he rescues uh, Saul by knocking him off of his beast sometimes God has to find radical ways to get your attention to help you understand that you are not ordinary God has to find ways to shake you and to wake you up and get your attention to let you know that where you are is not where you are called to be. Look at somebody real quick and say, don't get too comfortable. Don't get too comfortable. Don't get too comfortable because when God has a calling on your life, when God has laid his hands on you, when God has placed a mantle on your life, you can't stay the same you can't be the same you can't come up in here every Sunday and sit up under this word and just think that you're just going to take the word and go home and not think that what's being spoken to you is not working in you there's something that every seed that is deposited is being planted in the fertile soil of your heart and God has to find ways whether it be through worship or word to sometimes knock you off of where you are and get your attention and that's what he did that's what he did to Saul and uh, as he as he gets to Saul uh, this uh, ministry of Saul is uh, woven throughout uh, the narrative of this particular uh, book that we call the Acts of the apostles but when we get to uh, a certain point in scripture Paul has survived a lot Paul has uh, Paul has survived uh, and lived through stoning in chapter 16 he has lived through prison in, uh, uh, he's lived through stoning in chapter 14 and prison in chapter 16 and plots to kill him in chapters 19 and 23 but now at this particular point in the text he finds himself in a storm and on the verge of shipwreck in chapter 27 lean in real close because it's important that I don't rush past this particular point because if I rush past this we won't understand the text but it's because of he it's because of the apostle Paul uh, running into a storm and getting into a shipwreck that we find ourselves at this particular point in the text Paul at this point is appealing to Caesar to get out of what had been pinned on him the Jews had tried to pin him down on trumped up charges when the only thing that he was guilty of is carrying out his assignment to preach the gospel the Bible even goes on to say at one point y'all that they were accusing him get this of a bunch of stuff that they couldn't prove I know ain't nobody ever been there 
but but they were they were accusing Paul in the in the courtroom of a bunch of stuff that they could not prove Paul uh, uses the right of his Roman citizenship to appeal to Caesar now watch this Paul is put on a ship that is about to carry him and 276 other prisoners he goes to Caesar to be tried but something happens Paul looks out and see that the weather is getting bad and he tells them he says uh he says y'all we might not want to do this now because not only are we going to lose the ship but we could possibly lose our lives now I love this part of the text because uh, the, the Bible says that uh, in chapter 27 that the person who was in charge looked at him and then looked at the captain and decided to do what the captain wanted to do because Paul was looked at as a criminal not a captain sometimes when people don't know you they can look at you and not really know what's in you and they can underestimate your godliness and what's in you only because they don't know you can I free somebody real quick can I help you understand that you don't need for anybody to know you the only people you need to know you is the God that called you I wish I had a witness here so they don't know Paul they don't know anything about his ministry they don't know that he's been rescued they don't know that he's a preacher they don't know that he hears the voice of God and he gives them this warning he said it's not time for us to go yet he said but he said but I want you he, he, he said but uh, he said but the weather is getting bad and we could possibly lose our lives and Paul can see before they said sail that the weather's getting bad and he tried to warn him but the, tried to warn him but they don't listen because they believe that he's just a common criminal and not a captain so they sail anyway church now watch this they find themselves as a result of their sailing in a storm and the bible says that the storm was so bad that neither sun nor stars appeared to them for many days and the severe storm I'm in 27 and 20 and the severe storm kept on raging I'm gonna say it one more time I know I only got a few more minutes but I gotta say it one more time the Bible says I'm in 27 and 20 that they could not see the sun nor the stars and when they could not see the sun nor the stars for many days the severe storm kept on raging wait a minute church this is important because to not see the sun and to not see the stars mean that they could not effectively navigate their way to where they were going that means that they were uh, uh, they were out of line in the place of where they thought they were headed to wait a minute church I 
believe that in life you and I face some storms just like that you and I face some storms that the sun is not shining you can't see the stars you thought you had a sure thing you thought you knew where you were going you thought you heard a clear word from God but the storm the storm the storm the storm kept on raging the winds kept on blowing and all of a sudden what you thought was a sure thing became a not so sure thing because of what you now presently find yourself in you thought for sure that your life was headed in one direction but the storm came you thought for sure that your relationship was going to last but the storm came you thought for sure you had some ride or die friends but the storm came it is shifted your life in another direction church I believe that there are some storms that come in your life that can be so tough that they block what you thought was a sure thing I believe that there are some storms that come in your life and what I believe that the text is suggesting that even though that there are some seasons that storms will come in your life and block your path I believe that God is, is trying to teach us that when we face seasons of storms where we cannot effectively navigate our lives in the same way that we thought that we would that we have to learn to trust God's pivot you didn't hear what I just said I said that when you face some storms in your life when it appears that you were going one direction but now the direction that you thought you were going is blocked you've got to learn how to trust God's pivot now why do I say trust God's pivot because trusting God's pivot will still lead you to his promises trusting God's pivot will still lead you to his promises and church I want to let you know that just because you aren't going the way that you thought doesn't mean that you're not going to get there God knows how to get you where he wants you to be come here psalmist the psalmist says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way though he fall he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand you've got to trust God's ability to get you where you need to go but Paul didn't just live because he was so strong y'all because I don't want you to get self-righteous in the church and think that just because you're here that you'll never have a problem that just because you're in the church that you won't ever face any struggles that just because you pray three times a day that the devil still won't visit your doorstep I want to tell you that you will have some struggles but Paul didn't survive and live through every struggle because he was so strong he survived because he had 
a word from the Lord and the word from God was connected to the assignment that he had been called to carry out he finds himself locked in a jail and he finds himself in a place where he cannot uh, uh, where he's not free uh, to do what he is called to do but the Lord the Bible says in Acts 23 and 11 stood by him the night before and said be of good cheer because as you have testified before me in Jerusalem so must you witness at Rome now this was important and I gotta go this was important because the whole reason that Paul had to go to Rome is because Rome was the gateway uh, to the rest of the world the Roman Empire was the was the strongest empire at the time and Paul was a Roman citizen and he knew that in order to fulfill the mandate and the call that God had placed on his life he was going to be the one to preach the gospel to the Gentiles where were the Gentiles the Gentiles were outside of Jerusalem they were in Rome yet Paul's course that he was charted was going to Rome but it was not going the way that he thought that it would go can I remind you church that just in case you have found yourself in a place of unfamiliarity I need to remind you that God says I'm still going to get you there and he finds himself surviving because he has a word from God he finds himself surviving and living even through the attacks I already told you he's lived through prison he's lived through a stoning he's lived through death threats and all of these things can you imagine the mental capacity of having to live through all of this and still trust God through it all I now don't believe I'm talking about Paul I believe I'm talking about somebody in this room you've had to trust God through some stuff that has killed other people you had to trust God through some stuff that made other people go crazy you had to trust God through some stuff that other people have lost their mind in but look at you now in the sanctuary waving your hands and giving God the glory not because you're so strong but it's because you got a way hey God it's because you got a word from the Lord I need to tell you a little bit of my testimony and then I'm gonna press on and we gonna get out of here I don't know when I first came to this church I was so broken I was so messed up and y'all didn't know it but I used to sit right over there and I used to sit over there and I used to wave my hands and I used to give God the praise but I was praising him through brokenness I was praising him in problems 
problems. I was praising him through some stuff that I needed God to fix, but I didn't know how God was going to fix it. I had to worship him, even though I was worried about some things that I didn't know how God was going to work out. And maybe I'm talking to somebody in here today. You've had to worship God through some things you were worried about. You've had to praise him through some problems that you couldn't fix on your own. And I had to sit there and I had to praise him. And I praise him with tears in my eyes. And I praise him through some questions. And I ask God, why in the world would you let the folk do to me? what they did to me why would you let them hurt me I'm your child I belong to you and if I belong to you I thought that when the weapons would form that they wouldn't prosper but God if I'm honest these weapons feel like they prosper in a little bit God I got some questions and I worship them through my tears I worship them through my circumstance and slowly but surely God used one person to ask me to start serving in the church. And so I start serving on the worship team. And then after I start serving on the worship team, God moved on pastor's heart one day to put me up to preach. And I still don't know why. He called me. But I need to tell you that God will sometimes take you a different way to get you to realize that what he has for you is for you and there is no circumstance there is no problem that you face there is no problem that you have that can steal or take away what God has for you and Paul found himself on a different journey but Paul finds himself in a storm a storm that changed the direction that he thought he would go but get this it changed his course but it did not change his assignment i need to i need to say that over here y'all 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 receive that it changed the course of his journey but it did not change his assignment I need to let somebody know your mistake may have changed the course of your life but it does not negate the assignment that God has over your life Paul did not live through all that he lived through because he was so strong he lived through what he lived through because he had a word from the Lord the word from the Lord said you got to go to Rome you've got to go testify I need to I need to ask is there anybody in there that God has spoken to you about what you're supposed to do I want you to know that you can't die until you do it you gonna live to see it happen they land on the shore after the shipwreck I gotta find the exit they after the shipwreck they they land on the shore of a place where they did not know where they were 
they landed they landed in unfamiliar territory but what they find out about the unfamiliar territory and I love when the Bible does this the Bible puts a name to the territory and where they landed was a place called Malta somebody say Malta now ordinarily I would skip over that but I realized that the place where they landed was significant to the place where they were going Paul landed on a place called Malta Malta means refuge and so God brought him from a place of chaos into a place of refuge where he could receive strength for his assignment. I wish I could talk to somebody in here that that's the reason why you're here. You're here so that you can receive rest for the rest of your assignment. Look at somebody say, I got somewhere to go. You ain't look at the right person. Look at somebody else say, I got somewhere to go. I want to let you know that you're not stuck. I'm going to say it again. I want to let you know you're not stuck. You're in transition. I'm trying to tell you prophetically that God is taking you from glory to glory. That's why he's shifting the house to make adjustments because he's trying to make room for you to receive the fullness of what God has deposited in you. I'm done. I'm done. But here it is. They, they end up, of all places, y'all, at a place called refuge. And, <laughs> and the Bible says that they are treated with kindness. Matter of fact, let me rephrase that and say what the Bible says, unusual kindness in a place called refuge by people who did not serve the Lord. I ain't gonna bother that. I ain't gonna bother that. By people who did not serve the Lord, they are treated with kindness. And they are treated with unusual kindness. Paul is allowing himself to be warmed at the fire that they have kindled for him. And Paul is serving. The Bible says that he goes to gather sticks of brush fire, put them on the fire. And as he put them on the fire, because it was cold outside and the fire was warm, the, the viper fastened to his hand. That word fastened in the, uh, in the King James, uh, fastened upon, uh, it literally uh, suggests uh, that the viper fastened to him with intensity. 
Yet the Bible goes on to say that as the viper fastened to him with intensity, that he shook off the beast. It is uh, that he shook off the viper. Uh, the, the, Bible, the Bible uses the word uh, for the word shook off. Um, it uses a word to suggest uh, that he jostled. Which means that what was trying to take on him and kill him, he was equally as intense with it. And that reminds me of a scripture that I read that said the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. That's why you feel such an uprising of intensity and urgency in your spirit because God is calling you to get intense and engage in spiritual warfare. That's why you can't be passive at this season in your life because what's coming up against you is not coming up against you passively but it's coming against you aggressively. But God sent me here to tell you that with every bit of intensity of the attack that you feel on your family of the attack that you feel on your marriage of the attack that you feel on your job of the attack that you feel in your community you got to get intense with it tell somebody I'm ready to get intense I'm tired of being passive with the devil I'm tired of letting him run roughshod over my household I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck I'm tired of living beneath my privilege I've got to get intense I've got to get back to the altar I've got to start crying out to God I've got to believe that every word God said is true somebody shall get intense you're gonna live to see it happen I told you I was done I ain't lying that's it staying all over the building I'm not out of message I'm out of time here it is don't miss this Paul jostled with the beast with the viper he shook off the viper and the Bible said that they was looking for him to die This is the last thing I'm going to say. <laughs> I got to leave it alone. <laughs> Here it is. There are things that bit you. And people around you watch you get bit. And they trying to figure out if what bit you is gonna kill you but something happened I came to Canaan and I shook myself I came to the house of the Lord and I heard pastor preach a word and I shook myself I came to the house of God and I felt the power of God and the power of God start moving something on the inside 
and now what's on the inside is working on the outside and I'm praising him because my purpose is still on target I'm praising him because the plans that God has for you are still in progress and I need to announce to somebody in here the best is yet to come eyes have not seen ears have not heard all of the good things that he has in somebody tell God thank you somebody praise him because it ain't over somebody praise him because he got another chance yeah 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 the people represent the church no matter where we are so stay connected and reach others as we grow in Christ